That one, year number four. It's a yank on the footy with Craig Wessels. Let's all sit back and enjoy a chat about the greatest game on the face of the earth. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 265 of A Yank on the Footy. I'm Craig Bussell's company from Sandusky, Ohio, and I am thrilled that you are listening. In this episode, I'm going to be giving you my tips for round 11, the second of the rounds of the Sir Douglas Nichols weekends. And in just a little while, I'll be joined by Mick Aussie from MickAussie.tv, and we'll go through Mick's picks for this week and find out what he's up to because he is busy as ever. Now, ladies and gentlemen, don't forget that if you are interested in having your local footy club getting a shout-out during an upcoming episode, make sure you drop me a note via email or a message on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or LinkedIn. I'd love to hear from you. You can also head over to my website, yankonthefooty.com, and find all of those links as well. I do spend a great deal of time over on Twitter, at yank underscore on, or yank on the footy podcast on Facebook as well. Now, today's club of the episode are the Ivanhoe Black and Whites. And I kind of feel bad about where I'm getting ready to go with this. The Hoes were formed, yeah, I said the Hoes were formed in 1910. They've embraced it, I'm going to embrace it. Uh, To paraphrase the uh, film, A 40-Year-Old Virgin. Well, no, I'm not going to paraphrase that. You know where that comes from, from Steve Carell's character. Uh, They play their home games at Ivanhoe Park, which is located between Lower Heidelberg Road and the Boulevard in East Ivanhoe. Now, this is a club that's a member of the VAFA, the Victorian Amateur Football Association. And they've had the three rather significant um, occurrences this season with uh, some of their athletes. Uh, Daniel Adams of the reserve side played his 150th game recently. Emily Jane Johnson, one of the foundational players for the women's side, uh, played her 50th game two weekends ago, and senior side captain Danny Jones played his 150th game back in late April as well. Now, the senior side has had a tough start to the year going 0-6, but this week they have an opportunity to get their first victory of the year going up against the Preston Bullets, who are also no wins and six losses, and they're playing at the W.R. Ruthven Reserve on Saturday. And I wish the Black Whites all the best. Let's go out and get that first win. And then let's go get a second one. Now, folks, let's go ahead and jump into my tips for this round. Uh, we've going to have a better round this week than I did last week. I went 4-4-1, four, four, and one, technically. Uh, I missed on Melbourne, North Melbourne, Geelong, and Richmond. I'm giving myself a draw for the Hawthorne and West Coast game since I said that was going to end up in a, in a draw. I did not commit to a winner. If I was going to, it would have been Hawthorne, and boy, did they win. And, uh, you know, the obvious thing is we'll, I'll, I'll spend a little bit of time talking with Mick about uh, Dima's departure from uh, the Tigers this week. We talked about that extensively on my live episode uh, earlier this week. Now, the first game this weekend is Sydney hosting Carlton. And as far as the ins and outs, we have quite a few coming in. And I'm trying to zoom in on my screen here so I can read them. Okay, Chad Warner is scheduled to play his 50th game for the Swans. Angus Sheldrick is the sub. Dylan Stevens omitted. Peter Laddams injured. Will Gould omitted. Lewis Melican, Sam Wicks, and Tom Hickey are back in. For Carlton, Ed Kerno has been omitted. Jack Silvani omitted. And Lewis Young omitted. Tom DeConing back in. And Brody Kemp back in. Now, you talk about a couple of clubs that are absolutely desperate for a win. Now, I know that the Swans did win last week. 
but they have not had the success that they were expecting this year. They have really scuffled. They've had a ton of injuries. Um, this is a really proud and quality side, and and I'm I'm a little shocked that they are where they are. But I think we can chalk it up to the the number of injuries that they happen to have had this year, and they've been attacked in a number of key spots repeatedly. Uh, hold that thought because I'm going to get back to that with another club here in just a minute and you might be able to figure out which one that is well there's a couple actually but one that's kind of happening at the present because other ones are getting healthy now I have to ask the question is the seat really starting to warm up under Michael Voss now I don't wish that on him at all but you know I, I'm just going to go ahead and say had they had me on the sporting capital maybe he'd be having the success you had they waited until that Monday to hire him after the grand final a couple of years ago now I got to be honest Carlton, to me, is far too talented a side to have underperformed as much as they have this year. They have got to find some scoring for some other, from some other people besides Harry Mackay and Charlie Curnow. They have to do that, okay? Um, but like I said, I think they've underperformed, and I think it's going to happen again this week, unfortunately. I'm going with the Swans to win this one at home by nine points. Now, I think it's going to be a closer game than maybe some people think, but I do think the Swans are going to win this one. And then we move on to the second game of the weekend, and uh, this is at Marvel with St. Kilda hosting Hawthorne. And the Hawks, they waved the surrender flag in the Harley Reed sweepstakes this weekend, it seems to be, with their thumping of the Eagles. And that just was an ugly game, okay? Absolutely ugly. They, they jumped, okay? Yeah. All the way up to 16th. Um, and I said on the live episode on Monday that I might be tempted to tip the Hawks in this matchup with the impressive Saint, against the impressive Saints. Well, the good news is that I have recovered from my head injury. Okay, the Saints are getting healthy. They've got the, you know, uber-impressive Max King back in. He had a great week last week. Uh, while the Hawks may be competitive, and I think they're going to continue to get a little better as the season goes along, I can't not go with the Saints in this one. I've got the Saints to win this one by 18 points. And not a whole lot of changes. Uh, Mitch Owens is out, injured for the St. Kilda. Connor McDonald is a sub for Hawthorne. So not many changes to this contest. And then we head back to the MCG for Melbourne and Wallulip or Fremantle. And don't look now though, but the Dockers are ascending. You know, they ran over my cats last week. The D's are going to be without Clayton Oliver for the foreseeable, for the foreseeable future. Uh, this is going to be a great matchup. I guess me one of the games of the round. Um, I see two or three of them that fit that category. Now here's hoping that the uh, that the D's don't fall into the you know abuse the former teammate trap that Fremantle did a few weeks ago when they saw Rory Lobb. I hope they don't do that to Luke Jackson because if they do, they're going to get caught up in too many other things and too many distractions, and it's going to cost them out on the ground. Okay, uh, I think both of these sides are very solid. I think Clayton Oliver being out for the foreseeable future does not bode well for uh, Melbourne. And this is a game where I am actually going to go for a mild upset here, okay? I'm going with Wallulup to defeat NARM, or uh, Melbourne Demons, by 11 points in what I think is going to be one of the best games of the weekend. Now, uh, Michael Walters is out injured for Fremantle. Uh, Clayton Oliver injured. James Jordan, the sub. Lockie Hunter suspended. James Harms and Tom Sparrow both back in for Melbourne. So they've got some pretty quality replacements coming into the side. I just... I think right now you know, Melbourne is a club that I expect to be in the final four, in the top four, I should say. But I think right at this point in time, Fremantle is really starting to push up a little bit. 
And I think this is a game where they actually are able to steal a road game at the MCG this weekend. And then we head to GMBHA Stadium with Geelong hosting the GWS Giants. And a lot of changes uh, out for the Cats. Max Holmes, who did a meniscus injury this week, uh, had surgery on that. Mitch Nevitt's been omitted. Oliver Dempsey's been omitted. And Sam Simpson being rested. Uh, Sam DeConing is back in. Oliver Henry's back in. And after only a handful of VFL games, uh, first gamer... Oysen Mullen from Ireland is debuting for the Cats. Now, for the Giants, Cameron Fleeton's been omitted. Harry Himmelberg is injured. Josh Kelly injured. Nick Haynes injured. Callum, Brown in, Callum M. Brown in. Daniel Lloyd in. Lockie Keefe is in. And Toby Green is playing game 200. And I have to tell you, folks, the Cats, they, they're flat out reeling. Okay, they are reeling right now. And if you're a Cats supporter like I am, you're thinking to yourself... Things are not looking great, okay? The forward and back lines are starting, you know, the forward line is looking stout. Everybody's getting back healthy there. The back lines, the reinforcements are starting to come in, but the midfield is in absolute chaos and disarray. I'm just running through the names of the people who were not there. Guthrie, Dangerfield, Clark, Holmes, Stanley, uh, Bow, uh, Bo, uh, Duncan, all out, uh, and yeah, you know, I can hear all of the Saints and Eagles supporters telling me to shut the hell up about injuries. I get it. Okay, I really do get it. And again, this isn't a complaint list. This is simply a reality list. The Cats are beat up. And the Giants, while they've sunk quite a bit on the ladder this year, they have played some good football. They have played some competitive football. Yes, they gave up the only win of the year to the Eagles back in Week 2. Um, but this this matchup with the Cats midfield this week, you know, I think that... You know, got Canelio. You got Green in the midfield for for the Giants. I I it terrifies me. It absolutely terrifies me. And you know, I I wonder how the Cats, you know, are going to, you know, do in the midfield at all. You know, I think that, that they match up well inside both 50 meter arcs, but out in the midfield, I'm not sure what's going to happen there. And and I I speculated last week and I asked last week after the Frio game and I, we have these in the United States. I don't know if they have these in Australia, but I wouldn't see why you wouldn't. But we have like a drive through bank, kind of like you go through the drive through at Macca's or Hungry Jack's or something like that. Um, although they wouldn't use this device because it would make one hell of a mess. Uh, but the drive through banks quite often will have this system where they have like a pneumatic tube where you have like a little, uh, like a little container that you put your banking materials in and compressed air fires that thing up through a tube into the ceiling and then down into the actual banks. So you don't have to get out of your car. Maybe it's an American thing. Yeah, we're lazy. Um, but I wanted to know whether or not we could actually install one of those tubes between the 50-meter arcs at GMBHA Stadium. And I guess any other stadium the Cats play at this year to allow the Cats to basically bypass the midfield. And if we take an intercept mark in the defensive 50, just put the ball in the tube and shoot it to the forward 50 to Jeremy Cameron, to Tom Hawkins, to Stengel, or whomever in there, so we don't have to try to have our hodgepodge, mishmashed uh, midfield structure try to get the ball up there. Now, I am cautiously optimistic that I think the Cats are going to get it done at home. I think the crowd's going to help them a little bit, maybe give them an extra goal. I'm going with the Cats by only seven points, and I am not confident in this at all. I've had discussions with people. I, I told them, I said, I'm, 
I may be thinking that I want to go ahead and tip GWS, but I, I really don't know if I can tip against my own club in this situation here, okay? But it's going to be a heck of a game. Uh, and you know, the Cats got to get healthy in that midfield here pretty soon. So here's hoping that, hope, here's hoping that Mr. Mullen has an awesome game. Uh, Jai Clark gets back so, soon. And it, it's uh, Jake Bowes, and I left the S off of that. I just realized that that's, that's where I had the typo, the typo on my uh, notes that I jotted down here. And then we head to Darwin, to Teo Stadium, with Gold Coast hosting the Western Bulldogs. And we have a few milestones. Uh, Rory Lobb, the aforementioned Rory Lobb, is playing game 150. Nick Holman playing his 100th game. And surprisingly, Matt Rowell only playing game 50 at this time. But when you realize how much he's been banged up, that kind of makes sense. Uh, Brandon Ellis has been omitted. Sam Day is the sub. Sean Lemons is injured. Ben Long and Joel Jeffrey are in for Gold Coast. Jason Johansson uh, is out with a leg injury for the Bulldogs. Uh, the Suns are hosting the first of two games in a row at, at Teo Stadium. Uh, temperatures should be around 31 degrees at game time. Uh, about a 25-kilometer-an-hour breeze as well. I do hope that the icebox is operating properly. And, and I also hope that some of my friends from the Tracy Village Razorbacks are able to uh, get to both of these games as well, uh, having the AFL up there. This is going to be a great clash of two quality midfields. I, I, I would have loved to have seen what it was like with Tuke Miller out there as well. Uh, but the Suns midfield has, has performed admirably in his absence. Now, the Bulldogs are really beginning to look like a top-four threat. They really, really are. And I, and I think that they uh, are going to solidify their bona fides this week. And I think they're going to win this one by a couple of goals. I think the Bulldogs right now are a better side than the Suns are. And despite the temperature and despite the humidity and all of that sort of thing, I think the Bulldogs do come in and get the job done and win this one by a couple goals. So I'm going with the Western Bulldogs to take this one by 12. And then we head to Optus. And we have the West Coast Eagles hosting Essendon. The Eagles were absolutely decimated last week in Tasmania. Essendon's coming off a, a thrilling win against Richmond. I mean, one of the better games that you're ever going to see. Um, are we going to see a better showing from the Eagles this week? I think so. Are they going to get a win? No, they're not. I'm going with Essendon by 19 points on this one. And uh, I do want to go through the ins and outs. Uh, Archie Perkins is playing game 50. Uh, Alwyn Davey Jr. has been omitted. Andrew Phillips managed. Kane Baldwin omitted. Massimo D'Ambrosio omitted. Dylan Scheel, Jaden Laverde, and Matt Guelfi back in for Essendon. And for the Eagles, Xavier O'Neill omitted. Jermaine Jones is injured. Sounds like he may be done for the rest of the year. Harry Edwards injured. Greg Clark is a sub. Campbell Chesser omitted. Elliot Yo, Luke Edwards, Shannon Hearn, and Tom Barras are all back in for the Eagles. Now, I do want to say... Um, I, I enjoyed the the discussion earlier this week uh, in the the, rev, the game review from round ten over on the Eagle Nation podcast with Waza King and a couple of his mates. Uh, they did a deep dive into you know the reality of the club situation at this point in time and kind of did the what should the club do now that they've basically won the Harley Reed sweepstakes, okay. Um, and they shared some really bold ideas on how to jolt the Eagles back to respectability. And it was some outside-the-box thinking that I, that, well, I'm, I'm not in the box, or I must be in the box because I wasn't outside of it to think of it. Uh, and there were some, some interesting names being bandied about uh, in terms of free agency. And uh, if these things were to happen, 
and going about a way in terms of uh, recruiting and getting, uh, I don't want to say confirmation, but um, getting an excitement uh, level going with uh, the, the possibility of Harley Reid being uh, in Perth. They had, I thought they had some really good uh, ideas in terms of how they wanted to go about doing that. And if, you, if you're an Eagles supporter, if you're not listening to uh, Eagle Nation, hopefully you'll do that. If you're a footy fan and you want to check out a great podcast with, with, with three guys who do an awesome job uh, promoting their club and, and talking about the pragmatic aspects of their club too as well, uh, you can't go wrong listening to Waz and his mates over there on Eagle Nation. So I hope you'll check that one out. And then we move on to the MCG with Richmond hosting Port Adelaide. And we've got a couple debutantes there. Uh, and again, these are in the extended interchange. So these are, of course, subject to change. But Sam Banks debuting for Richmond. Hugh Jackson uh, debuting for Port Adelaide. Uh, Tom Jonas suspended for Port Adelaide. Uh, Jackson, Jace Bergwijn, Junior Rioli, and Lockie Jones all back in for Port. Uh, Sam Banks, as I mentioned, Tyler Young, and Ben Miller in for Richmond. Now, the Tigers were jolted this week by the departure of Damian Hardwick. And I know a lot of people were really upset that Tom Morris broke the story. And, and I guess I have to ask the question, you know, because I know a lot of people are still really miffed about what Tom Morris did, uh, la- I think it was last year, uh, with regards to one of his co-workers at, uh, at Fox Footy, uh, in terms of things that he had said. Would it have been more palatable had another reporter reported on this. Okay, just for example, let's just say that somehow, somehow little old me in Sandusky, Ohio, got the scoop. Somebody from the Richmond Tigers front office, you know, who wanted to call and and complain about me always sludging on them having to play at Marvel and such, and they wanted to read me the riot act, and they're they're giving me shit about it, and they go, oh, by the way, our, you, you've been so awful, our coach is stepping away... Tomorrow, would you have been upset with me had I broken that story? Now, again, I'm not going to make anything up because you know. I, but I can, you know, I, I, I get, I get the the angst towards Tom Morris, but it sounds like he did his due diligence that he reached out to the club, that he reached out to Damian Hardwick for comment, and didn't get it. But as a journalist, you're supposed to get the story. And share the story, are you not? He verified it. He didn't he didn't just pull it out of his backside and say, Boy, I bet this might be happening this week. He tried he got it verified, he got it from a confirmed source, and then he tried to get comment on it. And he didn't get comment on it. But if you were his boss, would you have been pissed off at him had he sat on that story? It's Craig Hutchinson, right that if I'm not mistaken, that runs SEN. Would he have been pissed off? Had Tom Morris told him after that story broke with everybody else, oh, yeah, yeah, I knew that last night. He might have found himself out of work again had he done that sort of thing. Now, that being said, Port is certainly solidifying their spot in the top eight and perhaps in the top four, having won seven in a row. You know, Last week, I doubted their ability to score uh, enough without Charlie Dixon, without Todd Marshall. I didn't mention him, but also without you know Junior Rioli. In the forward structure. Now they managed to, you know, they they overcame that, and they were quick inside fifty. They managed to pull out a very close win against uh, Melbourne without it. Well, Junior Rioli's back. Um, Marshall and Dixon will not be back this week. However, uh, I don't see the Tigers preventing them from getting uh, number eight in a row. 
I, th I think that Port Adelaide is going to win this. And now, I could be completely wrong on this. I think this could also be that game where the Richmond players rally around one another after their coach has stepped aside and just come out and kick the bat's not out of their opponent. That could certainly happen this week. But I'm going to go with Port to win this one at the MCG by 15 points. So there you go. You've got two teams traveling from the west eastward that are getting wins in Melbourne this weekend in my tips. And then we head to Marble Stadium for Collingwood hosting North Melbourne. You've got Jaden Stevenson playing game 100 for North Melbourne. Aiden Core, Ben Cunnington, Cam Zerhar, and Charlie Lazaro back in for North Melbourne. Harvey Harrison debuting for Collingwood. I believe he is still listed in the uh, extended, uh, yeah, he's in the extended interchange right now. Uh, Steel Sidebottom playing game 300, which absolutely awesome. And Mason Cox playing game 100 for the Magpies. Philly McRae uh, and Reef McKinnis back in for Collingwood as well. Uh, now's the opportunity for Pies supporters to be frustrated about having to play a home game away from the MCG. So, Richmond supporters, step aside. It's now the Magpies' turn. Because, if I'm not mistaken, if, if I can do the math properly, will this game leave thousands of Pies supporters unable to get into the stadium to see their club play? I know there's a much smaller seating capacity at Marvel than there is at the MCG. Okay? Um, you know, Bruce supporters are going to show up. So I think there are going to be a lot of Pies supporters that don't get in to see their club play this week. Now, I'm going with the Pies to win this one. Um, this is a club that is just continuing to uh, to go on its ascent. I've got them winning by about four goals. I just The Pies are just week after week proving me wrong. And, and, and I applaud them for that because they, they have been phenomenal this year. This has been a phenomenal team this year. And, and if you're not thinking that they are Premiership Cup worthy, I'm not sure what planet you happen to be on. Because this is a club that I think could very easily, if they stay healthy, win the whole darn thing. Okay? I really do. And then we head to the Adelaide Oval. Okay? We head to the Adelaide Oval with Adelaide hosting Brisbane. And, uh, again, this will be the last game. I think this is 2.40 a.m. my time on Sunday morning. Uh, for the Crows, Elliot Himmelberg's omitted. Mitchell Hinge injured. Sam Barry's a sub. Jackson Haley, Josh Worrell, Ned McHenry, Riley Tilthorpe, Taylor Walker, Tom Duday back in for the Crows. And for the Lions, Kalamachi is the sub. Harry Sharp omitted. Jack Payne is injured. And... Also in, Daniel Rich, Darcy Gardner, Devin Robertson, James Madden, Tom Fullerton, and Nakaya Cockatoo. Now, several of those players are listed on the extended interchange. They may or may not be playing, but if he does get the game this week, this will be game 50 for Nakaya Cockatoo. And again, for those of you who may not have listened to the most memorable episode that I did about my most memorable game, it was a game that the Cats played against Carlton that... That young man, Nakaya Cockatoo, is the player that pushed me into the Cats camp, ultimately become a Geelong supporter. So he is far and away my favorite player in the comp. Okay, I have not had a chance to watch him play this year, unfortunately, because he can't get a game in that great midfield. It's really too bad they can't do mid-season mid trades right now because the Cats would probably love to have him in the midfield to go start pushing some people around because uh, they're so banged up right now. 
Uh, so I hope he does get a game this week. Uh, we shall see if that happens, though. So let's go ahead and jump into my chat with Mick Aussie. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back and we are joined by my mate, Mick Aussie. And Mick is having a, a fantastic afternoon up there in Edmonton. How are you doing, sir? Good, mate. Beautiful day driving around. So, yeah, ready to talk some Aussie footy with you. Yes, it's uh, there's surprisingly some really good games this week that I'm looking forward to seeing. Uh, and it's, uh, you know, I'm and we're going to, I think, start to see some separation in in some of the games as well. But. You know, the big story this week, of course, was uh, was the the uh, departure of Damian Hardwick from from Richmond. And, and what was your thought when you heard that? Oh, good on him. Basically, I'm not a fan of Richmond. I'm not a fan of some of the crappy talks at the press conferences and especially um, complaining about going to Marvel. But good on him. He's got three premierships, could have had four. Obviously, I was pissed off when they beat the Crows. But to think that he nearly got fired in 2016 and, you know, with him and Neil Baum and Gail got that club back to having great success. And good on him. Walked away, stressed, burnt out, no real story to it. So he realized he couldn't do as good a job as he wants. So good on him. No big story, I think. Yeah, I, yeah, it's uh, I know there there were a lot of people that were complaining about the fact that it was Tom Morris that that broke the story, and I and I I made mention of that er, earlier in the episode, you know, because what the hell else is he supposed to do? He did his job. Hey, good on him! Like someone yeah. leaked it, but yeah, yeah. he was a guy. He, he said something bad about a woman a year or two ago. I remember that. But hey, good on him! Great journalism. Congratulations. And then he, he called Richmond and said he was running with it. They got a bit pissed off, but nah, great journalism. And Craig Hutchison's pretty happy because he works for him at SEN. Well, that's, and I asked that. I said, well, you know, what would, what would Craig Hutchinson have said had he found out after the fact and the story broke from somebody else where Tom Morris had said, oh, yeah, I knew that last night? Yeah, you just you just gotta you gotta be right in situations yeah. like that. If you're wrong, well then you make an idiot of yourself. Right, don't but you? he he probably would have been looking for another job again had he not followed through <laughs> on that. I think you know, hell, he could have been he could have been replacing you as my as my co-host for for Tipster on Thursday night. So, uh. <laughs> well, you you could always get Wayne Carey. That's all he's doing now as a podcast, isn't it? <laughs> it is. Yeah, I have not listened to it yet. I mean, I I am listening every week to. Uh, to uh ricky nixon's new podcast though because i love his inside inside floaty stories that he has that nobody else has yeah his first two episodes were great i feel like he's calmed down a bit so i was hoping for a bit more the last couple but no i'm with you i've listened to every one of his as well yeah i enjoy him so you ready to jump in we got we got some clunkers but we got some good games this week as well and yeah, we we start off at the scg with sydney hosting carlton uh, you know, you've got a few people out. Uh, Tom Hickey is back in. Uh, Peter Laddams is out injured again this week. Um, what are you thinking about this one? Well, first of all, I'm going to talk about my tips briefly. Last week, I changed my tips. I originally was going to go for Port Adelaide and Essendon, and I changed them, so I blew those two, and I stuck with the Crows. So I went five and four when I bloody well could have gone seven and two so i'm sure it works both ways when you do change your tip and it works out for the good 
but it really damn well hurts when you change it and they lose. So I'm yeah. just saying, I was pretty pissed off about that. Yeah, I, I went four, four, and one because I'm giving myself a, a you know a level since I said that the uh, Hawthorne Eagles game was going to be a tie game. I but I would have chose <laughs> I would have chosen Hawthorne. Yeah. So. So what are you thinking about this one here? You know, Carlton is just absolutely scuffling. And they, you know, and they and they dropped uh Ed Kernow this week. Wow. Um Yeah, I uh I'm gonna go with the Blues actually. Swan's got too many injuries, especially down defense. Blues surely are due for a win, but the Swans have beaten the Blues seven of the last eight times at the SCG. But does that really mean anything? Because the Blues have not been very good the last few years and the Swans have been pretty good. Yeah. I think the Blues can get it done. They they need it. They really need it. And like I said, Swans, so many injuries. Blues just, but could go either way. Yeah, I went with the Swans on this one mainly because they were the home side. And I still, you know, I still think that the uh, Swan supporters will turn out for them. Yeah, I just, I went with them. So I just, I, I don't know why I thought Sydney, but... Uh... I just mainly home side. So then we go on to Marvel for the first game there this weekend with uh, St. Kilda and Hawthorne. Uh, no real changes there. Mitch Owens is out injured. Uh, Connor McDonald, the sub for uh, Hawthorne. What are you thinking on this one? Oh, what about the Hawks, eh? They smashed the Eagles by 116. Like, the Eagles are just the worst. So obviously they're going to be on a bit of a high from that, and that can bring some confidence and, once you're confident, you can get a bit of a run on. Yeah, the Saints beat the Giants in the last few minutes, I believe, by 12. I'm yeah. sticking with the Saints. Yep. yep, the Saints at Marvel, they should get that done. They're favored by 18, so I think they'll win that one. I think they will, too. Uh, you know, I had said Monday night during the live episode that, that you know, maybe this is the game where I tip Hawthorne to, uh, to take an upset, but then I realized my head injury got better. So I went with St. Kilda on that one. But uh, it was great to see Max King back out there as well. And just, you know, looking like old Max King there with, uh, you know, kicking four goals last week. Yeah, you're a fan of his. And I did hear today that uh, Justin Reeves, the CEO of Hawthorne, is out. And I reckon he was one of the names I'd heard about the uh, Indigenous trouble. So uh -huh. he's, obviously he's obviously tied up with all that. So he is out as CEO of Hawthorne. Yep, yep. So we head to the MCG then with uh, Fremantle heading to face Melbourne. And uh, Michael Walters is out. Lockie Hunter suspended. James Jordan's the sub. Clayton Oliver is going to be out for it looks like at least a month. Uh, James Harms, Tom Sparrow in. This is an intriguing game here. Yeah, it really is. It's the Nam versus Wallow Up in the Indigenous um, language. Yep. Hey, check this out. This is great, isn't it? You got the Ruckman. You got Darcy and the new recruit Jackson versus Gorn and the new recruit Grundy. So that's really interesting because yeah, that's going to be a good matchup. Yeah, a couple of those boys moved across for big money to those two mm -hmm. teams. Dockers have been better, haven't they? Sarong yes, is really good. Uh, Jackson O'Meara is playing better. Brayshaw is playing better. Well, they Oliver kicked the shit out of the, the cats. Hamstrings. What's that? They kicked the shit out of the cats last week. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, that was a shock, wasn't it? Um, Not really. They're playing better. They're playing better. Oliver out with the hamstrings, worry. Yeah, yeah. Demons are favoured by 18. I think they'll win, but the Dockers might cover that and get yeah. close. 
I, I went with the Dockers to win this one in an upset. Wow. I just, I, I just thought I just, this was kind of my hunch upset here. I thought, you know, they've won, I think uh, three in a row. I think that they're going to push their way back. They're going to push their way into the eight with this game. I believe. Is that the so, MCG though? That's, that's yeah, the I know. MCG yep. though, mate. I know All it right. is. I know. And I, I just, I just think that I think Clayton Oliver not being there is a huge loss for Melbourne. That is a, that is a huge hole to fill. Yeah, well, the, the cousins might go up against each other, eh, Brayshaw's? Maybe. That's a possibility. That's a possibility, yep. And then we head down, and I think I left you a message about this the other day, or, or I recorded one, and I, maybe it didn't send, but I sent you a message. We've got uh, Geelong hosting GWS, and I, I asked you something about whether or not you got the phone call from the Cats to be on their supplemental list because you were going to be you were going to be playing in the midfield for them this week because they're so beat up. <laughs> oh, I would have loved to back when I was playing. That would would have, you know, played against Grant Tanner, who played for the Cats. So, oh, yeah, but I wasn't, I wasn't good enough back then. But yeah, they are struggling. They're missing oh. Dangerfield, aren't they? Absolutely, well, they they've are. They've got, they've got, I kind of what two, four, six, seven people that in their midfield that are out. You know, Guthrie, Dangerfield, Clark, Holmes, Stanley, uh, Bose, Duncan are all out. I mean, they don't. They don't have a midfield right now. Wow. I mean, they're wow. you know they've got they've got that 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 Irish kid uh, Mullen, who's I think played four or five games at the VFL, who's getting his first AFL game this weekend. Man, you know what? If this was in Sydney, I'd be tempted to tip tip the Giants, but the Cats are still so hard to beat down there. But I I heard that the Brisbane Lions are after your big defender, maybe Ragger. Goal, Radig- I have trouble yeah. with his name. Radigalia, yeah. That? That's it, Radigalia. Radigalia, yep. And maybe yep. Darcy to the Cats from the Dockers. So there's some rumors starting. Well, the Cats are big favorite, 36. That can't yeah. be right. Maybe that's changed, but Jeez. Cats to win. Yeah, I, I I took the Cats to win by seven. And, and I'm not very confident about that seven points right there. As bad as the midfield looked last week against Fremantle. And you know the the uh, the GWS in midfield is not too shabby, you know, with uh, you know Coniglio and Tom Green uh, in there, and it's just you know, and Harry Perryman in there. This is a decent midfield, and the Cats. I'm not sure if they have enough to combat that this week. You know, it's going to be yeah. you know, it's going to be it's going to be interesting, but I don't think it's going to be as wide a margin as as Cat supporters are hoping. But I, I'm not optimistic at all. No, so, you might be right. Could yeah. be a close one. Yep. And then we head up to Darwin for the first of two games in a row for the uh, GWS Giant or the, G- the GWS Suns, the Gold Coast Suns. Uh, and they are hosting the Bulldogs. And you've got uh, Brandon Ellis out. Uh, Sam Day is the sub. Sam Sean Lemon's injured. Jason Johansson's going to be out for a while. I think he did a hamstring, uh, pretty severe one, if I'm not mistaken. Um, what are you thinking on this one, man? Oh, well, pretty pissed off at the way the Crows went against the Dogs. Everyone won five in a row now, the Dogs up in Darwin. Yeah, ball will be slippery, might be humid. Hey, did you get that jersey from the Waratahs? I was a bit jealous that you got that. Did you get that yet? I have the I have the jumper and the polo shirt. Yeah, I'm I'm I have not seen the uh, the one that Zobes was sending me has not arrived yet. So I'm I'm still I'm still on the lookout for that one yet. 
we should negotiate what I could swap I've got for what you might want for that Warriors jersey. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> the Suns, hey, they were in it with the Lions, but then the Lions smashed them in the end. So that's pretty disappointing, isn't it? I'll take yeah. the Dogs to win. They're favoured by 10. I think they're too good right now. I went with the Bulldogs on this one as well. Um, you know, I just think that they're looking, they're looking like a top four, a top four threat, the Bulldogs, the way they're playing right now. That is, yeah. that's a, it's a pretty good club. Uh, and then we head to Opta stadium for the Eagles and the Essendon bombers. And, uh, again, if you were not playing with the cats this weekend in the midfield, you could be playing with the Eagles this weekend, whether you are at your age that you are at right now or not. So a lot of injuries for the Eagles. They are they are in probably the most trouble I've ever seen in a club other than probably North Melbourne a couple of years ago. They got hardly any good kids coming through. They're all old. They they're gonna have to really work this draft and do something drastic. I mean, there's rumors Simpson might be taking a break or there's trouble mm-hmm. over there. Uh, yeah, and then this annoys me too a little bit. The West Coast Eagles have got about $50 million in the bank. How can that be right? Shouldn't some of that money be going out to the waffle and the community? But maybe I'm wrong there. They've won three games and lost 33 since round 20. It's disgraceful. Bombers by a heap. Yeah, I I mean, they've only won three more games than I have, and I don't even have a team. I mean... (laughs) (laughs) I can, I can maybe have that. I can maybe have that record, but yeah, I, I, I the bombers are gonna are going to just absolutely pad their uh, their percentage in this game. And it's uh, you know, I did I you know listening to Eagle Nation podcast. I listened to their review of the Hawks game this week, and they had some rather inter. And I mentioned this earlier in the episode here. They had some really interesting ideas in terms of how to jolt the the rebuild of this club. And I thought it was a pretty provocative approach that they were proposing. Um, and I and I, I don't want to get into what that is because I want people to go check out the podcast. But you know, they have basically they have basically now won the Harley Reed sweepstakes. They've basically won it. You know, I I don't know if this club wins a game again this year. I just don't. And I don't mean that. To, I don't I don't mean that to be, you know, disrespectful. I just I just don't think they have the ability to do that. Now I know, I think they still have to play North Melbourne. I'm not sure if they play Hawthorne again, but uh, they're really scuffling. Yeah. The guys I listened to in Perth, um, they seem to think today that the Eagles might hold on to that number one pick if they mm-hmm. get it instead of swapping it out for two or three first rounders. Yeah. yeah. Um, Going to be interesting. They are in a world of trouble. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. So we head back to the MCG again uh, with Richmond hosting Port Adelaide. And uh, of course, you know, Richmond is, you know, without Damian Hardwick, Port, you know, I they've rattled off seven wins in a row. Um, what are you thinking here? Because this I think this is going to be a, a, maybe not as interesting a matchup as it might have been a week ago. Yeah, well, I actually had to. Google Andrew McQuarter, the, the new coach. I'd never heard of him personally, but I see he played 89 games at St Kilda and a bit for the Suns, so good luck to him. And how often do we 
you see it here in the NFL and over there where a new coach comes in and they get the win. But I don't think so because often when that happens, people are pissed off with the coach that got fired. Well, that's not the case with Hardwick. Right, right. I think the power will still get it done over there at the MCG. And you'll love this, mate. I haven't told you this. When I caught up with Christian Freeman at the MCG, who you had on your podcast a yeah. year or two ago, yeah, he was telling me that one of his friends uh, knows Zach Butters. So he, I'm pretty sure he said he was playing golf with Zach Butters. So I messaged Freeman. I said, oh, it's your influence, eh? Why Zach Butters is having a breakout year. But I haven't heard back from him. So, <laughs> yeah, Butters, eh? He's doing very oh, he, well. He is. He's phenomenal. I mean, I... I think, you know, Port is, it's, I, I, I'm glad to see them having success, but, you know, again, as we, as we talked about the other day, you know, this is an opportunity right here, you know, where Ken, Ken Hinckley with, with that resignation of Damian Hardwick, Ken Hinckley is kind of in, is in the, uh, the driver's seat right now because he's going to have, you know, he he's out of contract at the end of this year. If, if he doesn't, if it's not to the liking at Port Adelaide, there's a Richmond spot that's open. There probably will be another job here or there open. Who knows? Maybe Carlton will be open. Yeah, maybe Warren Tread. Maybe Warren Treadway wants that Port Adelaide job, eh? <laughs> there you go. Yeah, there you go. But uh it's I I I don't know. I, I've got Port winning this one as well. I just, you know, they I was not convinced last week that they would be able to score enough without Dixon and Marshall, but they figured it out, and neither one of them will be there this week either. So I just, I just think that Port is is uh, Port and the Bulldogs. I think are kind of on a uh, a collision course to to crash the uh, the top six or the top four that a lot of people weren't necessarily expecting them to be there this year. Yeah, the young fellas, Rosie. I'm big fan, big fan of Rosie and Horn mm-hmm. Francis. So they're they're looking good in the future. Sadly, I gotta say. Yeah, I I know that's painful for you to say that. Yeah. So, well, your mate, your mate Bevo, he's a Port Adelaide fan. Yes, he is. You and him, he was uh, quite interesting. Oh yeah, he's he's he's. Now, if you haven't listened to some of the earlier ones, you know he actually years ago, he used to be a dancer that used to dance at hen parties, at hens parties. Really? He did. Yes, he did. And I didn't when I first spoke to him, I didn't know what that was. He had to explain that to me. And, and you know, we call them bachelorette parties here, but so it, he's it's. A <laughs> I don't. I don't know how far he went, but uh, I don't. Th- I don't think he was wearing everything that he came in wearing. Okay, I don't know how far. I don't know how far it went, but yeah, he talked about that back of the first time I had him on, and I, and it was, it was, it was, it was a hilarious conversation. Yeah, but uh, reminds me a mate I played with him. Uh, Burnaby Eagles. We heard that he was doing some stripping on the quiet, and he was, and he kind of denied it. But we we caught him out, so that was pretty funny. <laughs> you you caught him with his pants down, huh? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we move on. We move on to Marvel, not the MCG, but Marvel for Collingwood hosting North Melbourne. So again, there may be some Pies supporters that don't get in to see the game this week, possibly. Uh, You've got uh, Steel Sidebottom playing game 300, Mason Cox playing his 100th, and I think that's a that's a huge story that you've got an American who is now you know playing his 100th game for that club in this comp. I think that is absolutely oh. awesome. Yeah, I'm totally with you, mate, and I'm going to mention that tomorrow night with Gabe on Sports Grid because Gabe and I have talked 
talked about Mason Cox since he joined because obviously most of our listeners and viewers on Sports Grid are in the USA. Yes. Yeah, great story. He eh? battled against so many odds. And I didn't know this till recently. Craig McRae was the assistant coach and taught Mason how to kick. And hasn't he got an incredible set shot for goal? Only about 35 metres, but he is so accurate. So Mason yeah. Cox is an absolute legend. Yeah, I mean, I think it would take a lot of extension on his kick to get to get it to go further. And, you know, I don't, I don't know. I'm not a tall person, so I don't know how well that would, you know, how that works for a tall person. That is somebody who's seven, basically seven feet tall or 210 centimeters or 211 centimeters, whatever it is that uh, I don't know what that is, is in terms of being able to get that kind of torque and that kind of leverage on the ball. So he may be, you know, he probably is limited to that. So. Well, if he if he grew up playing, he would obviously right, be right. able to kick a long way. But I think it's fantastic that he's just honed in and got so accurate kicking goals yes. within that thirty five yes. meters because it's he's a lot lot better than some of these other clowns that can't kick for goal. This is true. So, are you giving the ruse a chance at all this weekend? Oh hell no! Magpies <laughs> favored by fifty five. Oh, they mentally might relax, so the ruse might. Might get them a little bit, but you know what? Rules are rules, and the ruse screwed up that interchange bench. It was unlucky that the free happened where it did, but rules are rules. So right, bad right. luck last week. Right, and as we mentioned on the uh, the the live episode on Monday, you know, once I figured that out, I was like, okay, well, that makes sense that they called that. But you know, if you go back and watch the tape immediately after that, you know that that ruck, you know, infringement that was called on Goldstein was just, is just one I'm still trying to wrap my head around. Like, how do you, how do you call that at that point in time when the same stuff has been going on for the entire game and you were busy chewing on the little piece of cork that's inside your whistle? <laughs> I mean, I'm serious. How do you, how do you make that call at that moment of the game where they, you know, where they might have gotten the ball down towards, you know, the to 50 meter arc and maybe had a shot on goal, you know, in the closing seconds of the game, possibly. I mean, they, yeah, that, I, yeah, I really could care less about the kangaroos. I used no, to love I, I them know. When I, when I was a kid, I used to love them. But let's get realistic. It's a business. They need to go to Tasmania. But, hey, Tassie are getting their team. But I would have sent them there no matter what. Yeah. Yep. So we head to some place that you are familiar with, the Adelaide Oval, with the Crows hosting the Brisbane Lions. And, you know, we have the extended bench right now, the extended interchange. So we don't know exactly who's in. but. Uh, Elliot Himmelberg is going to be out. Mitchell Hinge is injured. Sam Barry is going to be the sub. Callum Achi is going to be the sub for Brisbane. Harry Sharp is omitted, and Jack Payne is injured for Brisbane, and a whole lot of other people who are are in. You've got Duday, Taylor Walker, Riley Tilthorpe, Ned McHenry, Josh Worrell, Jackson Hatley or Hatley, I believe, that is uh, in for Bri or for Adelaide. What are you thinking on this one? Oh, I was so disappointed with the Crows. Like, I was watching it, and they were just terrible from right from the start. What, they think they were actually going to Mars Planet? Like, they were crapping <laughs> their pants, thinking they were getting in a spaceship going to Mars when they basically just going to Ballarat? Like, it was disgraceful how bad they were. Dogs yeah. should have beaten them by more. Oh, what, they missed Tex Walker so much? What a load of crap. Dawson's been a great captain. I was so disappointed, mate. And because of that, I can't pick them. Interesting, a couple of the Perth boys picked the Crows, but the Adelaide guys I listened to, they picked the Lions. So 
I hope I'm wrong, but I got to stick with the Lions, and the Lions generally play okay at Adelaide Oval, even though they lost bad to Port Adelaide in round one. Lions are just too good a team, but I wouldn't be surprised if the Crows got up and won either. Yeah, I I went with Brisbane to win this one. You know, I I think that you know Brisbane is uh, you know, along with uh, probably Melbourne. Well, definitely Collingwood. I think they're getting ready to to nail the door shut on the top four and just tell all the other clubs you're battling for five through eight. Um, I just, you know, I Brisbane seems to be another one of those clubs that's on a mission. And if they stay healthy, you know, we may very well be seeing a Brisbane Collingwood grand final. Yeah. yeah and how, could, how disappointing is it from my perspective? I went through went through the town where Lucky Neil he lives down. Uh, he grew up down Keithway, down south of Adelaide, and you know he flew over the top of Adelaide to go from the Dockers to the Brisbane Lions. I mean, how did Adelaide not get Lucky Neil a few years ago? I can't believe that. But anyway, good on him. He's a great player. Well, maybe it's kind of the same way where you know the West Coast Eagles or Fremantle did not get Tim Kelly. Because there was an article on Code Sports just this week where, you know, the Eagles basically admitted, yeah, we screwed up by not taking Kelly because then it cost them a shot at uh, at getting uh, Riley Filthorpe in on their side as well. And think right. about, you know, if had they brought in Kelly, not have to make that trade where they traded out two first rounds and two first round picks, two second round picks to get Kelly, had Filthorpe in there, plus those four picks. Wow. We we yeah. probably would have been picking the Eagles against the Bombers this week. Well, it's unreal, hey, isn't it? That the Eagles thought they got another run in them, got Kelly after winning the 16 flag or 17, yes. Well, 18. 18. 18. 18 yep. Yeah, the one they, they thought they had another run in them. Yeah. Got rid of all those picks for Kelly. And now, wow, that's another double whammy for him. Yeah. Yeah. They it are is. In massive trouble. It is. You know, it's, uh, I guess that's one of the perks of being a cat supporter is that, that seems like the players that want to come into the cats from other clubs, you know, seemingly want to come there and are okay with, with taking less money to play there. Yeah. That's what it what? seems like. And after driving through Geelong two months ago, right near the beautiful Bells Beach and that, uh-huh. it, it really would be a fantastic place to live down on the outskirts of Geelong near the beach. So yeah. I don't blame players yeah. for going there. And you hear how Cameron loves going fishing and that. So good on them. Well, think think about, though, think about, you know, the, the, the NFL and the NBA and Major League Baseball and and the the unions in those leagues and I know there's a union in the AFL as well, but think about the unions in in the game in the sports here in the U.S. How pissed off those unions would be if those players were you know if players were going somewhere because you know let's let's just say that uh, let's just say that that uh, you know players wanted to go play in. Uh, I don't know that Kansas city, Kansas is or Kansas city, Missouri is the most beautiful, greatest place to raise a family in any town in the NFL. Pat, Patrick Mahomes does not have to be there, but you know, people are saying, yeah, we want to go play in Kansas city because it's wonderful. It's lovely. And I'm willing to take a little bit less. Well, I think the players association will be ticked off at that because then, you know, it will be driving down the, you know, the, the market value of players. If players are willing to accept less money. So, I, I, I mean, I, I trust me as a cat supporter, I don't mind the fact that, that, you know, great players are willing to say, 
you know, I'll take a little bit less to come play here where it's a slightly slower pace of life. I get to do these other things and we can bring in somebody else that's going to help the club. I love that from, you know, from my standpoint as a fan of that club, but uh, yeah, I'm not sure. I'm, not sure, I'm sure there are probably some other clubs that are just grinding their teeth about that. Oh, absolutely. And the, the, the first thing I thought about when you were talking about this, look at the great Tom Brady. He took, he took less money for many years so he could hopefully win Super Bowls. And yeah, yeah, well exactly. So it's about the team. I'm so sick of these people make good luck to them, but oh, it's just too many people that are too money hungry. Like, isn't there a certain limit where you got a shitload and you got enough, you know? I, I personally have not come anywhere close to reaching that yet. Neither have I, <laughs> sadly. Yes, I mean, I would have to buy a lottery ticket first before I had a chance to win the lottery there. So, Mick, yeah. before we wrap up, man, where can people find your work and what have you got going on right now? Well, on TV, you'll see all my edits from Friday night when I'm on Sports Grid TV with Gabe Renzi, 810 Eastern. And we run through the AFL games and picks. So that's a lot of fun. And Gabe still loves the AFL. And uh, yeah, Mikozzi.tv. And I'm doing a cricket show as well, Edmonton Cricket TV. If you're interested in that, that's been a good gig for me the last three weeks. We've got three great episodes up. So outstanding. Doing well, mate. Doing all right. Good, good. Now, did the Elks have their first exhibition game here recently? Yes, that's why I'm going to film cricket. Tonight they play. Okay. Oh, they play. They played Monday in Calgary. Okay, I'm going to film cricket tonight because Saturday they play here in their first preseason game here. Okay, so, outstanding. Yeah, it won't, won't be as good as the first real game, but I'll still right. go and meet some people at the tailgate and stuff. Well, watch it. Watch them win this one, and then hopefully win the next home ga- actual home game too. Because I know you said it's been a while since they've won a home game. Oh, two seasons, mate. It's been wow. Terrible. Wow. It's, it, maybe it's like, is it like being a Browns fan? Oh, mate, it's been worse up here because of the name change and a lot of fans just didn't agree with that and they walked away. But, hey, they're fickle fans too, but well, they got to re-engage. Like, it's a name, but there was reasons why they did it. I'm, I'm kind of neutral on it. I don't want to get into it. Yeah. But some well, yeah. well we, we did the same thing. We did the same thing here in Cleveland as well with the the baseball team you know they're not they're now the guardians and not the indians now that was not the reason i'm not following baseball anymore i stopped following before the name change yeah okay i stopped following there before that man but hey i know you got work to get done tonight so i appreciate you coming on man uh what is your little tidbit of advice for the young players before we go tonight well as we saw with the crows so much of football is mental, attitude, preparation, mental. So sadly, like I said, the Crows must have thought they were flying to bloody well Mars because they were piss weak. So <laughs> mental, you got to get your head right. Head right, think about the game Friday night, get plenty of sleep, prepare all week, and then just stay focused because you never know who might beat you. Like, you know, the Magpies, if they, if they slacken off this week, they could lose mentally to the ruse so mental is so much of football well i was with you right up until no i'm kidding uh <laughs> it, it could happen yeah you're right it could happen but uh you know again i'm i'm down i'm uh I, my fantasy team has won three games in a row we'll see if that continues this week i had started out the season i think oh and six and i've won three in a row now so oh good on you yeah or oh and seven and now i've won three in a row so i'm i'm, I'm no longer the uh 
wooden spoon candidate right now. I've moved out. Of, I'm, I'm third from the bottom now. So I'm pretty stoked about that. Well, Mick, hey, man, I hope you have a fantastic weekend. Uh, enjoy the footy. And uh, I will talk to you soon, sir. Yeah. Good luck, Tim. Uh, yeah, have a great weekend yourself, mate. Catch you, you later. You bet. You bet. Cheers. All right, Mick. Thanks so very much, man. I do appreciate it. Ladies and gentlemen, I do hope that you look out for one another. I do hope you'll give your friends and family a call, check up on them, make sure they're okay. Please do that. Remember, you can find everything related to my podcast over at my website, ayankonthefooty.com. I do hope you'll get on the mailing list. I am closing in on about 150 people on my mailing list. If you'd like to get on there, that new episode comes to you with a link right to my uh, website, which has then the links to the different to about 15 different uh podcast platforms so apple spotify google podcasts pandora stitcher all sorts of different ones that are there so you can go find the episode right from there if you want to do that i do hope while you're over there you'll subscribe to the mailing list as i mentioned if you enjoy the podcast i do hope you'll take a moment and leave a review you can do that on my website as well you can click on a button it'll take you right to apple Podcasts to do that or you can leave one directly on the website as well. If you want to help out the podcast, you can click on that Buy Me a Coffee button. Or you can check out my Redbubble store page. Uh, I do have a couple of new items that went up there last week. One of them, as I mentioned in a previous episode, is going to completely anger the fan base of one of the 18 clubs in the comp. They're not going to be happy with me. One's going to be a little frustrated and saddened by it. But the other one is really, just quite frankly, going to be pissed off at me, I think. Uh, and they're going to tell me to leave it alone. Well, I'm just poking a little fun. Now, if you have the idea for a, a guest for the podcast, maybe it's you, feel free to drop me a note. You can do that over on my website. I've got a couple people lined up. Um, remember, you can reach me at Twitter, uh, at yank underscore on, or at yankonthefooty at gmail.com, a yank on the footy on Instagram, a yank on the footy podcast over on Facebook, or you can find my name, Craig Wessels, on uh, Facebook or on LinkedIn as well. I do hope you'll share the podcast with your friends and family. Tell them if you enjoy it. Share an episode with them. Maybe there's a favorite of yours. Okay, maybe there's a favorite that you like. Share it with them. Tell them, tell them about this thing. It'll help the podcast grow. Um, I do appreciate you if you do that sort of thing. And ladies and gentlemen, as always, may your dribble kick never hit the post. I will catch you later. This has been episode 265 of A Yank on the Footy. Again, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for listening, and please consider sharing the podcast with your friends and family. And until next time, goodbye.